0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center. Our prayer is that you'll be encouraged and blessed by the anointed word of God. If you'd like more information about Apostolic Worship Center and its ministries, visit our website at www.awcnorman.com.
1: Praise the Lord, everybody. It is a great privilege to be with you. I've never had this privilege before. And I'm very excited, very excited to to be here. I give honor to Brother Borders and, uh, and this family, Brother Borders and Brother Borders. Uh, the impact that this family has had on missions, global missions, for many years and the youth. I was privileged to speak in the youth workers uh, for Oklahoma District, the youth workers meeting Friday night and yesterday. And, uh, and what a what a privilege that was I used to be a youth pastor back in the 1600s and so they needed you know a word I guess from the tombs I guess and so I, I came back and talked to them about working with young people but I give I give honor to you and I want to share with you this morning let's read a text and I'll give you the title and you can sit down and we'll we'll talk a little bit Matthew, the 22nd chapter and the 37th verse, Matthew 22 and 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And I want to preach this morning on this topic, a call to all. A call to all. Can we ask God to be with us today? Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence that we feel. We thank you that you are here. We thank you that these people have joined together and were able to be together in your presence. But God, we have to have a word from you. We have to have an individual word from you. So I pray that there will be personal revelation in the lives of your people. Let it be done. In Jesus' name, can the church say amen? Amen. You may be seated. Now, when you preach somewhere for the very first time, it's kind of like, and Brother Borders would know this well with all of his years of traveling and ministering, Brother and Sister Borders, um, you know, you kind of try to figure people out. Well, let me just tell you, I'm not going to beat you up. I'm not going to beat you up. I'm not going to try to get you to jump and uh, clean the vents. Um, I want you to respond to the word of God. Because God has a word for us. And we all individually need it. And we don't have a Sunday to waste. We don't have a Sunday to waste. I had the Lord uh speak to me in the first part of this service while I was sitting there, and I've never had the Lord tell me this and it was this is what I felt that he said to me. My people are expecting too much from me, the church and my pastor now just open your heart up for that and let's and let's talk a little bit about about this message because the message that I'm preaching about today does not deal with what this church does I love what your prayer for families that's that's incredibly important but my message today doesn't even deal with with what God wants to do with you, through you, in you, depending on how your spouse responds or how your children or how your parents. But this is an individual message. This is an individual invitation today. It's not about your marriage. It's not about your family. It's about you individually, and it's about me individually and the call to all that the Spirit is giving to His people today. There are too many people that are waiting for something different to be done in the church or waiting for their spouse to react in one way or another or or somebody else when in reality it's about us individually. Sure, it makes a major difference whenever everybody decides together to to move forward. But this is not about together today. This is about us individually. All begins with personal God connection. And we will never be able to give all under our own power. There are a lot of people that are trying to have a powerful walk with God, which is available to every one of us, but the enemy does not want us pursuing God. But then once we start pursuing God, then the enemy wants to convince us that we have to do it under our own power. All demands being personally, consistently connected to God in a radical life transforming relationship. In a relationship not a religious ritual I personally believe that religious rituals are the thing that are holding us back God is not wanting us to connect with him in ritual but in relationship the reason why a lot of people do not have good relationships, good human relationships, is because it's more about going through motions than it is a relationship. And this demands a daily relationship of sanctification as we become more like Jesus every day. We must understand justification, sanctification, and glorification. In justification, if you've not been born again, Uh, In the prayer today, they were talking about uh, someone could receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. Someone could be baptized, born again. That's, That's in the area of justification. And we must all experience justification. But then, at the point that we are justified, then this is the area that we live in now, and that is sanctification that will move into glorification someday when the church is caught away, when we receive our glorified bodies. But until then, we are in sanctification, and sanctification is a daily process of walking with Jesus Christ every day, intentionally becoming more like Him. That's sanctification. This process de- demands all of us. And all means all. It means whole, complete, altogether, every whit, throughout. Matthew 22, 37, and 38. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. I submit to you today that first and great can only be answered by all. There is no way that we will be able to honor the first commandment and the greatest commandment without giving our all. Now if we want to consider the biblical facts regarding all to build a case for this, Seeking God with all the heart and soul is spoken of, and I'm going to give some scripture references, but you don't need to try to follow along because you won't be able to on the screen. But seeking God with all the heart and soul is spoken of. Are you ready? In Deuteronomy 4:29, 10, 12, 11, 13, 13, 3, 26, 16, 30 and 2, 30 and 6, 30 and 10. And then it's picked up in Joshua 22, 5, 1 Kings 2 and 4, 8, 48, 23 and 3. Then it's picked up in 2 Chronicles 638, 15, 12, 34 and 31. Then if you want to talk about whenever the word is talking about all of our heart, soul, and might, you'll find that in Deuteronomy 6, 5, 2 Kings 23, 25. Then if you want to talk about all of our heart, soul, and mind, We'll pick that up in Matthew 22, 37. And then if you want to do all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, that would be Mark 12 and 30 and Luke 10, 27. Then if you want to talk about heart, understanding, soul, and strength, that would be Mark 12, 33. So just for the sake of time today, let's just conclude that this includes our whole being, our whole spirit, soul, body, God wants all of us. He does not want just part of us. It's very clear in Scripture that that we are told to love God with all our heart, our soul, our might, our mind, our strength, our understanding, and it is unmistakable that He wants all. It is unmistakable that God's intention for His relationship with us is all. It's all of us. It's not part of us. Our lives are not going to work apart from all. It's not going to work. He wants all. And so we must answer the personal call to all. There are many people that are frustrated. I've, I was uh, privileged to be on the pastoral team of one church for 30 years. And in that 30 years, I saw people who lived overcoming lives. I saw people who struggled. I saw people who just walked away. And it literally all became an issue of all. My dad used to tell us, boys, I have three brothers. He'd say, boys, if you live for God hard, it's easy. But if you try to live for Him easy, it's going to be hard. You, you've you got to be all in. And so I believe that there is a call that is going out to the church today to give Him our all. I'm talking about you You say, well, now, now that, that is a challenge. It is a challenge in the flesh. It absolutely is a challenge in the flesh. But I believe there are a lot of people that are part of apostolic churches who have been born again that are living a level of frustration. And it's not an issue with with the power of God. It's an issue with our failure to give it all to where we're all in. I believe that the call is going forth in this day. In this end time. For people that will give their lives radically to God. Radically to God. Not comfortably to God. I don't know you. I don't know the, if I was a part of this church for 30 years, I I would I would know what your commitment level was and your commitment level and your com- I would know. But I'm standing here today and I'm preaching this message that I feel God has given me and I do not know anybody's commitment level. I don't know where you are. I do know very clearly where the church is. And it is time for everybody that is a member of the church to decide, I will give Jesus Christ all. All. It's given Him all in our everyday lives. It's given Him the best. All. Not scrap. I grew up in Fort Smith, Arkansas, not, not far from here. And uh, we had a Dalmatian called Sputnik. And we loved Sputnik. And Mother said that she looked outside one day, and I was eating a leftover piece of cornbread, and I'd take a bite, and I'd give Sputnik a bite, and then I'd take a bite, and now Sputnik and I, we were out there enjoying leftovers. Well, we also, before we knew better, we used to feed our dogs scraps. We don't do that now. I mean, you can if you, if you want them to live a lot less than they could. You, you can feed your dog scraps, but we don't do that now. We didn't have that kind of education back then, and maybe that was why our dogs didn't last as long as our dogs are lasting now. But there's a difference in leftovers and scraps. Leftovers of a meal. We, we had a great meal last night. Brother Borders took me out to eat. And, and he had some leftovers left over that he took home with him. That's valuable. That could be used. I'm not even talking about leftovers. I'm talking about scraps. To where it's just scraps. It's just, it's just what you put off in the trash. And what I'm realizing is this, is there are a lot of people that are giving God scraps, expecting to walk in power and dominion. There is. We can sing about it, we can shout about it, we can even proclaim it. But until we take our lives and we bring all of our heart all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our strength, and bring it all into the use of Jesus Christ for His kingdom and His glory, we are never going to be able to experience what we continue to say that we're going to experience. It is not my intention to frustrate you. It is not my intention to get out of my lane as a guest minister. But just in the last, just in the last 10 days, when, when I think about just the last 10 days, I'm a part of a church now in Indiana, and last Sunday we celebrated the pastor's 20th anniversary. Well, Thursday, the, the week, the Sunday before that, we had a great mission service, and so I, I was there for that service. It was the, the Sunday after General Conference, and so I stayed home because I was very close to the missionary that was going to be ministering, and it was a powerful service. Well, God moved in a great way. A lot of commitments were made, and um, so everybody, you know, goes about their week. None of us knew that that one of the 27-year-old engineers that were th- that was there in that service, that, uh, that that would be the last service that he would ever be in, because he leaves on Sunday, and and he just takes a, uh, a company flight with three other engineers on a private plane and just a routine flight from Indianapolis to Lansing, Michigan. No big deal, but it became a big deal when the plane crashed, and, and so we lose that 27-year-old engineer who his wife it was uh, two, months exp- uh, two months pregnant with their first child. And so the next Sunday is now the 20th anniversary. And so we're, we're, you know, now we're having the Sunday morning service. It's supposed to be a great celebration. It was a great celebration, except you've got his family here and her family because they're all members of the church. And so it was just kind of this mixture situation. And and God was good to us. We had a great service. And they had his service yesterday. And so I was ministering last Sunday night uh, for the 20th. And, and so while I'm ministering, the word starts going through the church that a young man that was 22 years old that had been a part of the youth group since he was 12 years old, well, he had gone through some rough times, and last Sunday evening he decided to take his life. And so now you've got, you've got all of this situation going on, And then I get off the phone last night with a very good friend of mine whose son-in-law has made a decision that has absolutely wrecked his life, his family's life, his children's life, um, other families' lives. And I'm literally in my mind thinking, can anybody understand the importance of giving it all To Jesus Christ. Can we understand the, the call to all? It's not just Sunday morning. It's not just Sunday night. It's not just midweek. It's not just looking like a Pentecostal. It's not, it's not just all of that. The call is for us to give all of our lives to God and be 100% in. I don't know if I will get through all of this or not, but, my, but my, my cry from my heart is, is I don't know what part that you are holding back. I, I don't know what area of your life, it's just that door that you keep closed from God. Or maybe it's a hallway of doors. Maybe you're just letting Him into your living room. I have no idea what, what your situation is. I have no idea how you've lived maybe for years that it was all open and now maybe you're starting to close some things off. I don't know you. I just know what the Spirit is putting into my heart today and I am asking you if this is the first Sunday you've ever been here or if you've been here since He came or you were here long before He came, I'm saying, can we have an all check today? Can we look on the inside of our hearts, our minds, our, our spirits, our strength, and can we say, God, it might not even be much, but what I have, I'm giving you all. Yeah. 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 Lip service is not enough. It's got to be life service. Mark 7 and 6, he answered and said unto them, Well, hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And so the question that I ask is, are we kingdom lippers or are we kingdom lifers? And there is an enormous difference. There are a lot of marriages that the marriage relationship is not good because it's just lip service. People people are quick to say, I'm sorry, but then they never change their negative behavior. They're quick to say I'll be home by six, but then don't even bother to call when they're not home for much later. It's easy to lip. I love you, but not show it. It's it's quick to lip. I am committed to you, but then and but then they're also committed to other people, we find out. Well God offers no lip only relationships and and God is not going to be okay with our lip relationship, and you can believe that God offers no open relationships. It's it's not going to be, God, I'm going to serve you, but I also have these other gods. No, God doesn't deal that way. It's it's not. you. And people are all the time saying, well, the problem I have with the Pentecostal church is they expect this, 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 and this. Well, why don't we... Quit thinking about what the Pentecostal church is expecting and why don't we get our nose back in the Word of God and see what God is expecting. Because I'll tell you what God is expecting. God is expecting all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your soul and all of your strength and all of your might. God expects all. All. And we're not going to cut deals with Him. James 1.22, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. A few years ago, I was studying that and and it came to me very clearly. I was like, if I'm not a doer of the word, I'm just a hearer of the word, then self-deception sets in. And then it hit me. Some of the most deceived people are the most faithful to church. It hit me that I can be faithfully deceived. It hit me that, that literally this epidemic that is happening in the church, it's if we hear it, we think that we've done it. And so what happens is we have a professional group of hearers that are literally deceived, faithful and deceived. When I preached that at the home church a few years ago, whenever I was there, I had some of the people that I had been with for a long time looking at me like like I had fallen out of a tree. But the truth of the matter is this. We can be faithful and deceived. We've got to be all in. It's all of our heart. It's all of our soul. It's all of our might. It's all of our mind. It's all of our strength. It's all of our understanding. And I say that if we're living that way, it is impossible for us to be deceived. When we live all in, we will not be deceived. It's impossible to be deceived when you are serving Him with all of your mind and all of your heart and all of your strength and all of your mind, it's impossible. There's no way to be deceived. I say today that today is a, a, good, li- a good day to step across the line. Today's a good day to make a change. Today is a good day to, to stop the paralyzing cycle of stress, fear, and worry which is not the will of God. It is not God's will for us to be all stressed out. You say, you must not live in this real world. I live in this real world. I know what it was like to be in laying in my bed a couple years ago and awakened at 3 o'clock in the morning with a spirit of fear that came in my room like I had never faced before and literally engulfed me as I was laying in that bed. And then the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, Terry, do not dishonor me through fear or unbelief. I know what it's like to be on the phone with a loved one when you feared that they were going to take their life. I, I, I've had some life experience, believe me. I'm not just dropping in here like somebody that lives in a disconnected world, floating around talking in tongues all the time. I know that we are dealing with spirits in this world. I know that fear is trying to take over. I know the church is fighting a major battle right now with anxiety. I know that we are in to some major wars right now. And there are many of us that have been scarred by a lot of that. But I am saying, can we at least take the step to make sure that we move into our serving God being with all of our heart, and all of our mind, and all of our strength. I believe that God is speaking to us. I believe it starts with a daily relationship with God and not a ritual. I believe that we must open our eyes of the morning talking to God. That's what I believe you may think that I'm crazy, but my life was radically changed several years ago when I trained myself that my first waking thought would be how big God is. I had to make some post-it notes and I had to put some notes around to get my mind going to it. But right now, when I wake up in the morning, my first waking thought is how big God is. And whenever I get out of bed, if now staying in the evangelistic quarters by myself, I could do it out loud. If I'm at home and Melanie's still asleep, I'll do it in my head. I get out of bed quoting scripture. That's how I get out of bed. I I don't go to this before I've spent time in the word of God. I don't read the news. I don't take I'll talk about that in a minute because I'm not hardly into that at all either and I'll explain why. I'm talking about all you, you, we are going to read something else before we read God's Word? Well, go ahead. But you're putting that first. You're going to talk to somebody else before you talk to God? Go ahead. You're putting them first. You you live your life how you want to live your life, and I'm going to live my life the way I live my life. Because I can tell you this, my life radically changed as a pastor whenever I started trying my best to live all, all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my might all of my strength all of my understanding all in we do not have to take some of the things we're taking there are doors we have open that we can shut there are doors we have shut that we need to open. I'm talking to you today. Your problem is not God. Your problem is not this church. Your problem is not the pastor. Our problem is we are not living individually all in with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength, all of our soul. We've got to answer the call to all. It's all. And so whenever I'm looking at my heart, Psalm 68, 18 says if I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear me so I say sin must go Psalms 51 and 10 creating me a clean heart O God and renew a right spirit within me we've got to have that many of us have had some very hard hits in life I'll be honest with you there was a time whenever I was pastoring that I was fighting hate because there were people I hated You say, you were in the pulpit preaching to people and you hated people. I sure was. And I was wrong. I was as wrong as I could be. But there were some things that I was fighting. There were some situations that that had happened. They had done some things to people that I loved. And I was in a war in my heart. But I stayed focused on God and God helped me quit hating those people. We have got to move to where we say, God, there are things in my heart that I am not... I am no... uh, I can't handle it on my own. You've got... To get past the fact that, well, I shouldn't feel this way. Well, you do feel that way. Well, I don't, you know, I ought to be able, well, but you're not able at this point. Get down on your knees to God and say, God, this sin, I cannot get this sin out of my heart. I don't like them. I hate them. I've got a grudge against them. I've got to have my heart clean because I cannot love you with all of my heart if I've got this trash in my heart and I don't have the power within myself to get this trash out of my heart. So God, would you help me get this trash out of my heart? You don't have to live In that manner you you don't have to live with those wounds and those offenses because what they are wounds and offenses are simply level one attacks that's meant to soften us up for unforgiveness and bitterness. It's those wounds and that's and those offenses that when we've not dealt with with them and we don't stop it on that level then it becomes unforgiveness and it becomes bitterness. And that's where I allowed myself to get. But God was faithful. And we've got to have a God-first heart. It's God-first. It's not family-first. It's not church-first. We've got to have a God-first heart. Do my ways please you, God? We've got, I've got to start there before I go to the local church. I've got to start there before I go to my family. I've got to start there before I go to my pastor. Before I ever think, will this please my pastor, I've got to start with, will this please God? Does this please God? Is what's in my heart, is it lined up with Scripture? And I promise you, that is not easy. But God will empower you. I feel right now that I am coming up against some old wounds. Some deep things. And I ask you, please, give God a chance. Give God a chance. Take it off of the human level. Will that, will them, will that, will him, will this, will this church, will that, will that, take, take it off of the human level and take it to God and know that God wants you to live with a clean heart. When we talk about our soul, that's, that has a lot to do with, with our, our emotions. And there's a lot said these days about emotions, and I believe that God wants to help us with that moving quickly because of time it also talks about our mind and this is really where it gets real he says that i am to love him with all of my mind and there is no room for the trash of this world in my mind there's no room this is where it goes beyond a pentecostal list This this is where apostolics must, must get a revelation. It's not just about obeying some church list. Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true and honest and just and pure and lovely and of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise, then think on these things. Giving Him all of our mind is the only way we will have peace of mind. Isaiah 26 and 3, and I repeat this verse often, it's one of my favorites. Thou wilt keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Thee because He trusteth in Thee. But the key word is stayed. Leaned up, supported by. It's, it's, it's not just our minds, I will keep you in perfect peace if your mind will visit me on Sunday morning from 10 to 11.30. I will keep you in perfect peace if your mind will visit me on Sunday evening starting at 5.30 in the prayer room and then however long whoever preaches and sings or whatever. I will keep you in perfect peace if you'll be faithful on Wednesday night. no, no. You can be faithful on Sunday morning. You can be faithful on Sunday night. You can be faithful on Wednesday night and not live in peace. Because the Scripture says that our mind have to be stayed, leaned up, supported by Him, on Him. Not double-minded, but, but on Him. And so the key is stayed on thee and not them. V is God, and them is Fox, and CNN, and ABC, and NBC, and, and HBO, and Send to the Max, and VH1, and I'm trying to remember, you know, be, wh- whatever, whatever, hey, this, it's them. And so we wonder why, we wonder why we are so confused when we have literally, we feel our mind, with sin and with spin, even in the news, even if you're conservative, if you're conservative or, or you're not conservative or whatever. I mean, one revelation that a lot of apostolic churches needs is the fact that Rush Limbaugh and those guys, are they're not apostles. And so it's like, at, at what point do we even know what, who's telling the truth? It's all a bunch of sin. It's all a bunch of spin. You don't know who's telling the truth. I'm not saying live with your head in the sand and not know what's going on. But I'm telling you, you cannot have a consistent diet of all of that no matter who it is. The only way that we're going to have peace is to have a consistent diet of the Word of God. That's it. You say you are... Uh, as old-fashioned as I have heard in a long time. I'm tired of talking to apostolics that are about to lose their mind. I'm tired of talking to people that love God, but, but are feeling that fear is just absolutely taking them out, and they can't get definite direction. No, sir, I am saying, I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to start turning some things off and turning some things on. I'm not saying don't, don't get into any kind of electronics, but I'll tell you what I find really helps me on my iPhone is whenever I go to YouTube and I put in KJV um, uh, audio and I choose a, a, a book of the Bible and I'm going about my business doing whatever I need to do, and it's just continually the Word of God. Or I go to some of our, uh, our good apostolic praise and worship, or God starts laying a thought on my mind, and so then I go and search something like that and listen to that. Or I go and listen to this man of God that is dealing with this particular thing, based on what the Spirit is speaking to me. I'll take it even further, and I had not intended going here. I, I, I am, the books that I read are led by the Spirit. Just because some great Christian author has written some book, doesn't mean I'm going to waste my time to read it. What is the Spirit speaking to me? What is the Spirit saying, Terry, this is the value. This is the apostolic value. This is what I am saying to you. Then that's what I'm going to research. Then that's what I'm going to go to the internet on. Why? Because I'm trying to live all in. I am not going to live my life coming to an apostolic church feeling the presence of God and the only time I feel the presence of God is whenever I'm inside a sanctuary. Th- that I will be a joke if that's the only time I feel the Spirit of God. If the only time I feel God's presence, if the only time I feel God connected to me is whenever I'm on a church campus Then I am coming up short. I am not all in because we have the kingdom of God within us. And because we have the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is within you. That's the reason why when you go to, the, to McDonald's, the kingdom of God is now at McDonald's. When you're shopping, the kingdom of God is now where you're shopping. Wherever you're driving, the kingdom of God is there. Why? Because it's in you if your mind is stayed on Him. Now I'll just really jump out there and hopefully I won't get in, in trouble. Why in the world do, do people in churches, when they hit a problem, why do they call 1-800-PASTOR when they've not been praying and they've not been fasting and they've not? Because what's happening in our churches right now is God is wanting to take our churches to a greater level. But our churches can't go to a greater level because the, the men and the women that are leading the churches can't go to a greater level because they're taking care of situations that would be taken care of if people were just living the way they're supposed to be living. If people were just praying and turning off the trash, if, if, if people were, were actually going to the Word of God and letting it affect them how they live, then the situations that would be coming to them would be situations to where their wisdom was really needed. Oh, I I know, I know. I just, I probably risk everything right there, and I had not intended at all to get there. But I cannot tell you how frustrated I am that we have the power that we have, that God has given us what God has given us, that we have literally spent decades and decades and decades preaching about a revival that God wants to give, and you traveled for God knows how many years preaching like I'm preaching this morning, and we've gathered in, and we gather in, and it's like, how long are we going to do warm-up? How how long are we just going to say, well boy th- th- that was good. I felt God this Sunday. How, how long? When are we going to go over into authority? When are we going to go over into dominion? And so then we have to start asking ourselves, so what's blocking us from going over into dominion? There's been prophecy. There's been tongues. There's been interpretation. So it's not a God problem. It cannot be a God problem. It's got to be a problem within my own life and then what we've got to have is we've got to have some people that just finally decide you know what i love the borders i love this church i'm happy to be a part of this church but you know it's not my it's not my responsibility to say what family should be doing what or shouldn't be doing what That's his responsibility. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. That's what we're going to do. And as for me and my house, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to become the church on this street. That's what we're going to do. And I'm not going to wait for there to be some trunk or treat plan, which is fine to get other people to come. I'm not going to wait for some church plan. I am the plan. I am the plan. My house is the plan for this street. I am the plan. And the reason I'm the plan is because God died for me. I have been born again. I have the power of the Holy Ghost within me. So I'm going to start activating what is within me. All my heart, all my mind, all my soul, all my strength. Every bit of it. Our lives need to be turned upside down. You say, it's pretty radical. I'm actually holding myself back. Let's end it here and pray about it. Luke 5, 4, 5, and 6. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. And when they had... This done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net broke. You know why their net break? Because he didn't ask for a net. He asked for their nets. He, he didn't ask for a net on the boat. He knew what he wanted to bring to them. But they were tired. They didn't want to say no to Jesus. So they just gave a net. Let me say to this church. He's not asking for a net. He's not asking for one of your nets. He's asking for all of your nets. he's He's not asking for... Okay, you know, in, in my life, okay, I've got a little bit of this or I've got a little bit of that or I've got, you know, I've got this talent, but I've also got this talent, this talent, this talent, but this is the one that, that I will give. But you, you, this, this part of my life is my part, but I'll give him this one. You see, this, this time management and this pie chart stuff, it doesn't even work in the natural. And it sure doesn't work in the spiritual. And God... The church and all. It's not about him being on the pie chart. He is the chart. God is the chart. Now on God's chart, he knows that I have to make a living. But even whenever I go to make a living, it's not about the money I make. It's about the people that that job connects me to. That's the reason why you might get offered a better job somewhere with with better money. But you better pray to make sure God's finished with your influence with those people. Because this is about kingdom. And the kingdom of God encompasses our entire lives, not just we all come to the the kingdom camp on Sunday. No, this is not just a kingdom camp on Sunday. The kingdom is the world. It's it's the kingdom of, and it is within us, and I'm just preaching today, and I'm praying that somebody is going to open up your spirit and open up yourself, and you're going to say, you know what? I'm all in. If it kills me, I'm all in. If, if I die being all, I am all in. Every net that I have, every bit of money that I have is all in, every bit of time that I have is all in, every bit of energy, everything that God has given me in the business world to be able to make money, that is a gifting. The kingdom needs businessmen. If we could ever get a revelation of the business side of the kingdom, the medical side of the kingdom, the educational side of the kingdom, the blue-collar side of the kingdom, the white-collar side, the pink-collar side, the beige-collar, whatever it is, it's all kingdom. We are all part of the kingdom of God which is within us. But whenever we are going and interacting... With the people that we're interacting with, it's not just about trying to figure out, well, maybe in three years, if I can befriend them, and if I can, if I can this, then maybe I can get them to come to a church event. That, that, is, that is absolutely stopping the church, and the enemy is winning. We are kingdom representatives and our ability that God has put in us has us where we are and there are kingdom connections but God is saying it will all work but conditioned on one thing will you answer the call to all. All your heart, all your mind. You Say, well, I... have I've I've got a, a beat up heart. Just give all of it that you just give it all you can, however beat up it is, and let him do something with it. Well, how about my mind? I, I don't have much of a mind. I'm I'm not I'm not that, that smart. Well, there's people you need to reach that are not that smart. We all don't have the same IQ. There's I I don't have the greatest IQ in the world. There are people that can reach that, that can talk to people much better than I can. So what's my responsibility? To reach whoever will listen to me. It's about what I've got. It's not about what maybe I will get someday that then I can be a little more impressive. It's not about getting anything more. It's about all of what we have today, right now, at 1129. Right now, before we gain not one other thing. It's about giving all that we have right now and bringing it all in and then seeing what God will do with it. As we stand together right now, it's very simple. I'm not trying to emotionally work you up to some high. It's just real simple. Is there anybody wanting to answer the call to all? And if you do, would you walk forward? The call to all. everything everything and if this is your first time or you know maybe if you've uh, been here a couple of times then you you kind of understand how this church works if this is the first time that you've ever been here please don't make a decision on whether or not you're going to come back based on a guest minister don't do that please come back and hear these pastors but if you want to answer that call to all just walk walk down as close as you can please just walk down as close as you can doesn't matter if you've been attending here a week or or decades, it just does not matter. All that does not matter. It's an and it is a call to all. Here is what I know beyond a shadow of a doubt: there are giftings that are standing right here in this in this altar, and we're making it too hard. We're complicating this thing. We're absolutely complicating it. Well, but I, you know, after I've this, and then after I've, and then I'm going to, and forget all of that. Forget it all. Just God, here I am. I am going to give you all of my heart. Bad, good, whatever, and you'll you'll make the bad good. I'm gonna give you all of my heart. I'm gonna give you all of my mind. So I'm gonna start thinking now about everything I take into my mind, all of my mind, all of my all of my strength, all of my strength. So even, even, if I'm, even if I am doing recreation with my kids or with friends, I'm realizing there is a deeper reason for this than just recreation. We, we've, got, we've got to start bringing it all in. There, there are men that love to fish. I have preached like this one time, and I had one guy come say, uh, you know, should I, should I sell my fishing boat and all that? And I said, well, you know you're going to have to think about how much time you are spending in that but there sure are uh, there's a lot of fatherless boys that that my 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 how you could use your talent to help and and there and there are some people that that are left alone that an invitation to a fishing trip whenever you're thinking more than just bait and what kind of fish you're you're doing you're you're thinking Where's that open door going to be to be able to speak into their life today? I'm talking about all. I'm talking about all. Can we close our eyes right now? Can we lift our hands to heaven? And can we just tell God, I'm answering the call to all. I'm answering it. God, I'm not going to look around at somebody else. And judge what I should be doing based on them I'm not going to judge if I'm doing good or bad by, by another person God I'm looking at your word I'm looking at your word I'm listening to the direction of the pastor of the church and I'm looking at your word giving you all God God I pray right now that if there are things in people's lives that they need to get rid of they need to walk away from if it's things that can never be used for your kingdom if it's things that are just draining them god i pray that you will direct them for those things but god more importantly than things now god let's pray we're coming to you about thoughts about our thinking I wish we would all pray right now about that God would help us in our mind. Our mind. Our mind about what we think about ourselves, Our mind about how we think God can use us. Our mind. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God, our mind. Our minds, God, our minds. God, we know that true repentance is is not just changing action, but it's changing how we think. So, God, I'm asking you will help us with how we think, how we process, to move us, God, to kingdom action. to move us to kingdom action to move past excuses just talk to God however you feel that his spirit is speaking to you right now I do feel that the spirit is after some major decisions today Just respond, respond to the Spirit. Respond. I'm not after an outward emotion. I'm after you saying yes to the Spirit that's speaking deep within you. Ask God about those doors. God, what doors do I have shut inside of me that needs to be opened? He will even empower you to open some of those doors that you don't want to open that you can't open on your own, but with His help you can open them. Lord Jesus, I pray right now for those that that the enemy has convinced that what they've done is too much, that they'll never be able to be really useful in Your kingdom. God, I pray that that it will be revealed to their heart right now, this moment, the lie that that is. The lie that that is. That they can be pleasing to you and they can be used by you and their life can count for the kingdom. I've been praying for some people that maybe there was a time when, when they were very effective in the kingdom, but for one reason or another, They're not now. I pray, God, that a new flicker of light will start in their soul. You've already been speaking to some people, and they just needed this for a confirmation today. And I thank you for that confirmation.
0: You have been listening to an audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center located in Norman, Oklahoma. We are located at 3221 North Porter Avenue, Norman, Oklahoma, 73071 Our service times are Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. and we also have various ministries happening on Wednesday night For more information visit our website www.awcnorman.com you can Call us at 405-329-1285 Or email us at info at We hope that this recording has been a blessing to you.